Proverbs chapter 30, verses 2 through 4. I am the most ignorant of men. I do not have a man's understanding. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Who has gathered up the wind in the hollow of his hands? I so appreciate the humility here of um, the writer of Proverbs. I'm not, I'm the most ignorant of men. I don't have a man's understanding. I have not learned wisdom nor knowledge of the Holy One. Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Who's gathered up the wind in the hollow of his hands? You point out in your um, book, uh, the similarity to Job, you know, when Job says these things are too marvelous for me. Um, I, I think there's a really nice posture of humility in statements like this. Because if you consider the opposite, consider somebody coming into the room saying, you guys are lucky. I'm the most knowledgeable <laughs> theologian on planet Earth. I know it all. I've been to the best seminaries and I have a doctorate and blah, blah, blah. What? Nobody would listen to that person. But a person who enters in with humility saying, you know what? I don't know much. I don't know much. I know Jesus died for me. I know I'm loved by God. I'm trying to figure everything else out. Um, let's talk. And there's an opening there to talk more. Um, so I just, that, that's, that's my really only comment on this is I appreciate the, the humble posture. Well, uh, do people actually come up? I mean, how do people interface with you in terms of your knowledge base, which is, is greater than most, if not all the people in the congregation? Uh, well, I, I, I hope I'm putting off a vibe of humility uh, when I go to a Bible study or when I even step into the pulpit. I hope that I'm showing as much curiosity and humility as anybody else. Um, part of that was drilled into me when I was at Princeton Seminary because they kept reminding during preaching class, they keep reminding you that. The, often the people in the pews are more educated than you or smarter than you or more accomplished than you. So you have to impress them. Now that, that can go in another direction. You can come across arrogantly if you're trying to impress the PhDs in the back pew. Um, but, but on the other hand, it, it can lead to humility and saying, look, I, I spent a couple hours this week in the commentaries. Uh, I presented, I'm prepared a sermon for you here, but you might have a, a more interesting idea at coffee hour afterwards. I'm all ears to hear it. And I often do, by the way, I hear people's perspectives on the text at coffee hour that sometimes I'm like, oh man, that's so good. I wish I had written my sermon knowing that wonderful insight. But um, so I don't, I don't really get much. I don't know. I don't, I, I hope that I'm, you can, you can tell me if this is wrong, but I hope I'm putting off a similar posture of humility towards the truth of God, truths of God. Yeah, uh, what I do know is that uh, you take uh, the position you hold right now very seriously, mm -hmm. and you're trying to conform with uh, those who have come before you. I'm not talking about immediately Chuck Davis, although you mm -hmm. you have learned a great deal from him. Mm -hmm. I think actually the truth of all life is we're, uh, we we need to be mentored through every phase of life. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're both a mentor and you're being mentored. You're being mentored by people that may not be the smartest people in the room. But the way I have run meetings, whether they're business meetings or other types of meetings, 
uh, this is my ideal vision is you never know who the smartest person in the room is and you never right. know who's going to have an inspirational idea that hmm. um, ends up on the table, becomes discussed and then adapted. It's, I think what you do with the teaching ministry in terms of the preaching in the church, uh, it sounds like it's more or less the same uh, technique uh, because, you know, I, I think people younger than you and less experienced, that makes them a little probably nervous. But you've, I think, um, actually turned it into something very different than that, a, a way of lifting them up, of making them better preachers. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I think that that is exactly what, um, you know, is, is great about your ministry. So, yeah, you're talking about the, you're talking about the fact that we do the workshop on Thursday yeah. afternoons where yeah. I, yeah, or I present a draft of my sermon and I get their feedback. And then I also get a full review from that same team on Tuesday morning of what they heard on Sunday. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to op open up, um, my ears to hear what maybe the team, I don't always take what sometimes somebody will present an idea on Thursday afternoon, like, Oh, I think you should go in this direction for the sermon. And I'll say, yeah, thank, I'm not going to. Thank you. <laughs> but often, often though, there's a little nugget, there's a little gem, there's a little insight that one of them will share. And I'll be like, yes, that I, I should omit that paragraph from the sermon, or I should add that, that idea. So that that team mentality keeps everybody humble, I think. And as you said, it, it's kind of, um, it, it floats all boats. It lifts all boats, makes everybody, um, better students of the word. Yeah, I, this is the last thing I'll say, but um, you spoke um, a while back on leadership and what you're displaying in the way you deal with the pastors in the church uh, is uh, basically a very rare form of leadership where you're actually uh, asking to be critiqued. Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. It's it's a very interesting way of, uh, I mean, I think it's a wonderful way. I know personally that it's very hard to hear contradiction when you're the leader. It's hard for anybody. Uh, uh, but you have set it up in such a way that they feel free to speak the truth in your presence mm -hmm. and help you actually make a better sermon yourself. I think it's amazing. Well, it's like that, that that blind spot monitoring system that we love to have on our side view mirrors of our car because we, we don't know what's in our blind spots. We need it to beep at us, to save us from danger. Same way, if you tell your team, look, I, I can't see everything. Can you please point out what's in my blind spot? You don't always like to hear that beep, 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 but it might save you, right? It might help. So humble yourself, open yourself up to um, that feedback and everybody wins.